So who is my favorite player on this year's Bearcats football team? Spoiler alert, it's not Evan Prater. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. Happy 4th of July, America's birthday, and welcome to the Bearcats podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen or watch of every day. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day, former sports director of UC's student-run media organization, Bearcats Media, bringing all of those experiences here to the Locked On Bearcats podcast. So, to answer the question of who my favorite player is on this year's Bearcats football team, Deshaun Pace. Now, Deshaun Pace may not be the first player you think about when it comes to this year's team, but he should be. Deshaun Pace has the potential this year. Sorry, as I adjust my screen. Deshaun Pace has the potential this year. My screen, if you're watching on YouTube, that's what I meant. Deshaun Pace this year has the opportunity to not only ascend to top of the conference tier, I'm talking first-team All-AAC. I'm also talking about the opportunity to become one of the best linebackers in the entire country. That's how good this guy is. Deshaun Pace is this year's leading returning tackler from last year's team. He has a nose for the football. He's looking to make plays. And on a position where, let's be honest, is is the linebacker position selling tickets to games? No, not in today's game. Excuse me, 15, 20 years ago? Yeah, I probably would. Not today, though. Quarterbacks, running backs, corners, they're selling tickets. But linebackers are still pretty damn important to the football team. Linebackers back up the defensive line. Linebackers, I mean, it's in the name itself. Linebackers, they're backing up the defensive line. The Sean Pace is that. Look, linebackers aren't as big as they used to be, but that's okay because they can do more things. They can, you know, drop back deep into coverage. They can rush the quarterback. They can range from side to side. Kind of like you saw with Perry Young when he was here. That's who Deshaun Pace is. And it's so amazing to me how you go from a guy like Perry Young to Pace. And I just think about, remember when Luke Fickle said, this was a press conference in 2020, fall camp when it was virtual. And he said in the very first press conference of fall camp at higher ground, He said the Sean Pace doesn't have an ounce of fear in his body. And when you hear something like that, you instantly gravitate towards that player. At least for me. When I heard that, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be good. I hope he sees the field. Because, you know, some some freshmen, you know, a lot of true freshmen, redshirt freshmen on this team outside of Desmond Ritter and Sauce Gardner, you know, you really don't see them a whole lot. And here you have all these great recruits that have come from the state of Cincinnati, as Luke Fickle calls it. And they've yet to really see a lot of action. But Deshaun Pace last year not only settled in his role, but he excelled. Four interceptions. I think he had like 95 tackles. I think that's the I think that's the correct number. 95 tackles and just an energy to this team. When you think about a Cincinnati kid who had immense success at Colerain High School, who's a playmaker. He's your leading returning tackler from last year on a team whose defense, who let's be honest, yes, they return a lot of key pieces. There's a lot of unfamiliarity with it. 
If there's anybody who embodies, though, being a Bearcat to me in this era, it's Deshaun Pace. What's unique is, again, linebackers are not a position that sells tickets, but you are going to come to know Deshaun Pace very well. You are going to, he might be, he might become your favorite player like he is. The thing about linebackers is, you know, what do they do that excites you? Like 15, 20 years ago, Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher, Terrell Suggs, Bart Scott, maybe, those were players who sold tickets, right? The reason why fans were in the stands was because you had these big, physical, able-bodied gladiator linebackers, right? That's not today's college football or the NFL for that matter. You know, you can think of any great linebacker of the last 15 to 20 years in college football. LeVar Arrington, for instance, you know, put fans in the stands at Happy Valley in Penn State or any other great linebacker that's come through college football. D'Amico Ryan's at Wake Forest, for example. But it, it feels like now linebackers are an afterthought, but yet they're still so important to the team. Deshaun Pace will be a reason why fans are showing up to games this year. And why he's my favorite player? Well, first off, he hails from Cincinnati, right? You know, it's one thing when, and I'm kind of teasing the next segment here, it's one thing when you have a great player like Sauce and Desmond Ritter, but they didn't hail directly from Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, where high school football is a commodity, a way of life on Friday nights in the community, when you have a player at the caliber of Deshaun Pace, who plays at one of the most successful public schools, f- football pu- public high school football programs in the state in Cole Rain, let alone the city of Cincinnati, the whole damn state of Ohio. When you have someone like that, who then goes and commits to his hometown team, that makes him that much more, You, it, it makes you want to root for him that much more. It makes him that much more of a fan favorite, and it does to me. And you look at what he did last year. The big interception to ice the game in Indiana. The interception to get things going against Notre Dame. And he added an interception against UCF. He added another interception, I believe, against South Florida. I could be wrong. It was either South Florida or Navy. But he added another interception. It's not like this guy was just there. He was making plays, and he was, you know, creating tackles. Like, we all remember what Sauce Gardner did last year because he was a first-round draft pick. We all remember Kobe Bryant because he was an All-American and the Jim Thorpe Award winner, right? We remember those players. We remember the freak that MyJ Sanders is. But lost in all of that. But what's going to become more of uh, more to the surface this year and what's going to be the star of this defense, again, in an era where the linebackers really aren't what's selling tickets and bringing fans to the, to the games, What is going to sell tickets is Deshaun Pace and his playmaking abilities. This guy's my favorite player. Like, you know how much I embellished on Evan Prater throughout May and the early part of June. But I don't know if Evan Prater is going to be the quarterback. And do I want my favorite player to be the backup quarterback if he doesn't start? No disrespect to Evan Prater. But at the end of the day, the more I've talked about Pace, I put him in my seven players who will define 2022. I put him in the seven players facing the most pressure entering 2022. 
Now he's becoming my favorite player because I look at him and I see what he did last year and I see the potential this year. Phil Steele's got him second team All-American, not All-American Athletic Conference, All-American point blank and the period. I look at all that combined with what he did last year and the fact that he hails from the Queen City. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, people of Cincinnati, he is my favorite Cincinnati Bearcats football player entering 2022. By the way, did I mention you can subscribe to the Locked On Bearcats YouTube channel currently at 249 subscribers and counting. Follow us to get an alert every time we drop a new episode like today on 4th of July, America's birthday and the great American city in Cincinnati. After all, the city is home to the first professional baseball team, which is considered, baseball is considered, America's pastime. Coming up, so if Evan Prater's the best offensive recruit in Bearcats history, then Deshaun Pace might be the best defensive recruit in Bearcats history. I'll explain next, but first a word from our partners at BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL Stanley Cup Final, which just concluded. Congratulations once again to the Colorado Avalanche and Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for sporting, wagering information, including live betting, the playoffs, I'm sorry, esports and scores, and BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action bet online where the game starts. So I've talked about exclusive, extensively, not exclusively, extensively, about Evan Prater. And that was back in May in the month of June. But the main reason why Deshaun Pace is my favorite player. Let, let, let me rephrase the question that I teased in segment at the end of segment one. So I said, if Evan Prater's the best offensive recruit in Bearcats football history, which he might turn out to be, then is Deshaun Pace certainly the best defensive recruit in Bearcats history? Now, some would say Sauce Gardner. Well, Sauce Gardner wasn't highly recruited out of Detroit. Deshaun Pace. So if we compare the recruitments of... Deshaun Pace and Sauce Gardner. I think the, the, the better question is, and the more I think about it, the better question is, is Deshaun Pace the best defensive recruit from the Cincinnati area? And I think no doubt he can be. I think given his success in high school, you, you look at him coming out of Colerain High School. Deshaun Pace was a three-star recruit part of three conference championships, high school defensive back who projected to play at strong side linebacker sniper position, filling in for a guy like Brian Wright, three-time first-team all-conference, first-team all-Ohio, first-team all-Southwest district, yada, yada, yada. Um, 47 tackles, three interceptions, forced fumble during his campaign. And some players, like a Deshaun Pace, they get better and better after they're recruited out of high school. So you look at a guy like him, compare that to Sauce Gardner coming out of Detroit. And again, Sauce 
wasn't an immediate starter, but you saw quickly how good he was going to be. If you're going to argue the question that I just posed of Deshaun Pace being the best defensive recruit in Bearcats football history with Sauce Gardner, that's fine because we know Sauce Gardner had immense success. But as far as players from Cincinnati, I don't see anybody, at least that I know of, coming near um, Deshaun Pace. I was asked about Derek Wolf, but he is from Lisbon, Ohio, which I don't believe is in the Cincinnati area. Now, Derek Wolf was a fantastic player, don't get me wrong. So Sauce Gardner, just for the um, for the record, coming out of high school, consensus three-star prospect, um, won a Division three state championship in Michigan in 2018, um, also played a little bit of receiver, first-team All-State at defensive back, First team all state um, by the Detroit News. So kind of similar prospects, Pace and Gardner. But to me, there have been so many players that have come out of the Cincinnati of the state of Cincinnati in the fickle era. Pace might be the best defensive recruit. Think about what he's already achieved. Think about how good he can be. He's got another year left in him, maybe two. And by the way, that second year will be in the Big 12. I mean, if Phil Steele is projecting him as a second-team All-American, I mean, think about this guy, and not only that being the limit, but, like, is this guy going to be an All-American? Is this guy going to be a contender for the Chuck Bednarik Award, which is given to the best linebacker, and, I'm sorry, the Dick Buckus Award given to the best linebacker in college football? I mean, there is a lot of potential within this guy. And, again, we remember Sauce, we remember Desmond Ritter, and those two are in a class by themselves. But Deshaun Pace is so unique because he hails from the Queen City. He has an opportunity to create a legacy of his own as someone who hails from around here, comes from a powerhouse in Cole Ray. When we think of high schools in this city, what comes to mind? Yeah, St. X, Elder, Moeller, and LaSalle. But then outside of that, I'm going to Cole Rain. I'm going to, you know, um, Roger Bacon, which he has his private, you know, you think of a lot of private schools, but you also think of Cole Rain because of the success they've had. Lakota West is up there. Any school in the GMC, the great Midwest, the greater – now I'm confusing myself. Um, how do I not remember the uh, the actual name of the GMC? Anyway, you get, it, you get the point. That conference is pretty good in football, and it's produced some great players. A lot of those players have come to Cincinnati. Deshaun Pace is one of them. And when you, when you have a hometown player doing great things, remember Tony Pike hailed from Reading High School? You could, you could root for him easily because you knew. Because you knew he was from Cincinnati. He felt like one of you. He felt like one of your own. That's what Deshaun Pace feels like. And Desmond Ritter didn't grow up, grow up too far from Cincinnati. Hails from Louisville, which is, you know, practically in the back. I mean... It's hundred, just over a hundred miles. So it felt like he was one of us. But when you have a player that hails directly from the city, who has lived in the city his entire life, who played high school football in Cincinnati under the Friday night lights of Coleraine High School, and there were many big games. I remember I saw the Sean Pace play in a game when I interned for WLWT and was a part of their Blitz 5 Friday Night Football coverage in the fall of 2019, I saw firsthand what Deshaun Pace could do.
I saw Cole Rain play. And coming to Cincinnati, you knew that guy had the opportunity and the potential to be a really good player. And last year he did. And he's become this incredible standout linebacker. And now that you know, if you didn't already, that he played defensive back in high school, now you see why he's such a good playmaker. Because he he can track the ball well. He has great range. It's not like he's just there to cover a tight end or back up the defensive, the run, whatever. No, he's looking to make plays. He's looking to make plays to help the team win. And his four interceptions last year were high-impact interceptions. It's amazing how he goes from not really... You look at um, how far he has come under one since he came to Cincinnati. 2020, really didn't know him all that well because Cincinnati had some really good linebackers on that team, led, of course, by Jarrell White. But I look at this year's roster, if I can get to it, and, well, hang on. And I remember, you know, when Deshaun Pace had the interception last year against Indiana, I'm like, oh, haven't really heard from him much. And then he has another interception in Notre Dame. And you say, all right, this guy is going to be a really good player. He just got better and better and better as the season wore on. 2020 played in eight games, seven tackles, forced fumble, four tackles on two occasions. Um, That's all fine and dandy. Six in the conference last year, third on the team with 94 tackles. I said 95. Yeah. Also added nine for a loss, team high four interceptions. Um, had a field goal block in Navy at the end of the first half that set up a go-ahead field goal for Cincinnati. I don't know if people remember that, but that was a huge play in a game that was way closer than any of us wanted it to be. And imagine if Deshaun Pace continues this upward ascension. Imagine if he goes on to becoming a high draft pick. And in the end, it all goes back to that he hails from Cincinnati. And when you ask me why he's my favorite player, that's the first reason I go to. Because he hails from the Queen City. Because he feels like one of us. It's pretty cool. Up next, Deshaun Pace, as I maybe already mentioned, isn't the only linebacker hailing from Cincinnati on this year's roster. And this group could be, could really be the group that puts UC's recruiting philosophy into fruition. I'll explain after a word from two of our sponsors. Seven of the 13 linebackers, there are 13 linebackers on this year's roster, seven of the 13 hail from Cincinnati. They are homegrown players. You go down the list of linebackers, and you will see a bunch of Cincinnati players. We go on down the list. You see Cam Jr., Middletown. Ivan Pace, Sean Pace's brother, Cincinnati, or Cole Rain. Brody Engel, LaSalle, Deshaun Pace, Cole Rain, David Jones Jr., Lakota West, Houston, Jack Haglidge, Mason, transfer from the Naval Academy. And then that those are seven players who hail from Cincinnati. That's impressive. So when we talk about this season being about showing that Cincinnati is 
you know, what they've done in recruiting is immensely successful. This group has the potential to show that. Because you look at those players. Haven't really seen a lot from David Jones and Yaheem Thomas. And we remember when those guys committed. Those were huge commits at the time. We know Ivan Pace from his time in Miami. Last year for the Red Hawks um, was the Mid-American Defensive Player of the Year from Pro Football Focus. First team All-Mac, led the conference, 125 tackles, NCAA record tying six sacks in a win over Akron in 2019. I mean, this is a... So you think about what Deshaun's done. Now add his older brother to the team, and Ivan. This linebacking core is going to be pretty darn good. If there's any group that can put the recruiting into fruition, it's this one. Like, when you think of Bearcats, right? Tough, physical, nasty. That's the kind of player I think of. Hailing from the hotbed of Cincinnati high school football. That's what I think of when I think of Bearcats. That way, when the Bearcats program first became relevant in the late 2000s, it is that way now. And by the way, it's here to stay. You think of Luke Fickle and the kind of player that he wants on his team. You think of a player who is driven through the trenches. You think about a player who is, you know, you think about a player who's tough, who's big. It's just, you know, all about football, physicality, in the trenches, ready to do the dirty work, ready to rip someone's head off. That's the kind of player Luke Fickle is trying to get. And I look at this linebacking group and I say to myself, there's just oozing potential everywhere. We know who Deshaun is. We know what Wilson Huber can bring, sixth-year player. We know what Ivan Pace is going to bring from the Mid-American Conference. Now, jumping from the Mid-American to the American is significant, as Russ Heltman, my colleague at All Bearcats, would tell you. But at the same time, like, he hails from Colerain. He's known Deshaun his whole life. I mean, those guys are going to be in lockstep by the time the season rolls around. Like, if there's, if we did a list of the seven um, – the seven most impactful newcomers. I think Ivan Pace would be on that list. I truly do. Because he just has a pedigree. He has the experience. And I think he knows a little bit about Bearcats football. I'm not sure if he was recruited by Cincinnati. His... um his bio and on Go Bearcast doesn't mention that, but I think he knows a little bit. He's probably talked with Deshaun about the system, right? So this should be, I don't want to say a seamless transition, but it shouldn't be that difficult of a transition. You look at guys who've been here for a while, and then you look at Pace and Huber leading the way, Deshaun Pace. But the door is wide open for anyone. David Jones, Yaheem Thomas. Remember when Yaheem Thomas committed? And we thought that was the best defensive commit in Bearcats football history as far as recruiting. Deshaun Pace, yeah, has kind of taken that over. But Yaheem could, you know, break out this year. You look at the departures of a guy like Joel DeBlanco. And you look at guys who have departed over the years like Perry Young and Jarrell White. And you see the potential of guys like Yaheem Thomas and David Jones and Ty Van Fossen, who's going to have a larger role this season, and other guys like um, like Brody Engel and Jackson Bruschinelli, 
and maybe guys like Ryan Royer and Devin Hightower. You look at the linebackers, interesting fact, only one, two, three hail from outside of Ohio. Wilson Huber, who we know we know what he is. Jack Dingle from Louisville, again, not far down the road, went to Trinity High School. And Jackson Bruschinelli hailing from Chicago. These are all Midwestern players. These are all players who are Midwestern born and bred. And those are the kind of recruits you want to see in Cincinnati. But you talk about recruiting philosophy of targeting the state of Cincinnati and the Midwest and the 300-mile radius, so to speak. This is the group that can really put that philosophy into full motion. Because this is the year where you have to prove what you've done in recruiting is incredible. We think it is because of the caliber of players we've gotten in Cincinnati. But those players have to show it on the field. And this linebacking group, seven of the players hailing from Cincinnati at the 13, which is over half for you math wizards out there. That's why this group has the potential to be that. Put the stamp on the program. It's obviously driven through the trenches. But when we talk about the what needs to happen this year for the Bearcats to be a success, remember on Friday I said the 12 things that need to happen before the Bearcats move into the Big 12? This is one of them. Your recruits have to hit. And a lot of these recruits at the linebacker position, and that's going to be the theme this week, linebackers, a lot of the players at this position are Cincinnati recruits. And that makes them easy to root for. It makes it easy rooting for a guy like Deshaun Pace. And now his brother's in town, in Ivan. And we know he had great success in Miami, which may not say much, I know, because Cincinnati has whooped Miami's tails for the last 15, 20 years, and will again this year. But it's still, it's still really cool to have a pair of brothers who hail from Cincinnati on your team who are going to be potentially All-Americans, who are going to be, Deshaun for sure, potentially an All-American. And then who knows as far as the NFL draft is concerned. There is oodles of reasons and potential to be excited about this team and its linebackers. And I know I am. All right, coming up tomorrow, uh, bold prediction Tuesday, the linebackers. Uh, these are going to be bold. And by the way, I know I've gone really bold, maybe more the ambitious route. But if Phil Steele is making a bold prediction that Deshaun Pace is going to be second team All-American after only being honorable mention in the American Conference last year, I don't think I'm the only one being bold and ambitious at the same time. One of the best college football writers is as well which makes me feel good, and maybe it does you too. Uh, efforting John Garcia Jr., hopefully to have him back on this week. What a great conversation that was with him last week. Talking about the linebackers on this year's Bearcats team. We'll talk about linebackers in the recruiting cycle. We'll talk about his thoughts on when these players were recruited coming out of um, high school, obviously the Cincinnati area. That's going to be a fun show because John can really zone in on Cincinnati recruiting, what makes these great linebackers that come from Cincinnati so great, the programs that they come from. Uh, also, efforting potentially Mo Egger on the show. I've, I've wanted to get him on for, for a long time because if there's any man who has a lot of knowledge on the Bearcats, it's that man. Proud to call him my sports talk show hosting mentor. Hopefully to have him on this week. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, which I last checked up to 249 subscribers and counting. Don't forget to follow us, too, so you can get an alert every time we drop 
a new episode. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Lockdown Bearcats, your first listen every day. Now, make your second listen. Lockdown Big 12, which is your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, hosted by my good friend Josh Nay. He will go through, along with the local experts, the big news across the conference in 30 minutes. Lockdown Big 12, your second listen. And by the way, the Big 12 and Whew, conference realignment starting up once again, and it is going to be a roller coaster. USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. Every conference, it feels like it's going to be coast to coast by maybe 2025 at this point. Who knows? But I, I read in The Athletic last night from uh, Sam Conn Jr., Max Olson, and Justin Williams, potentially the Big 12 could reach out to schools like Utah, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State. Oh, oh, I'd be all in on that. Imagine that basketball conference. Imagine that football conference, too. Just book all my travel plans already, and I'll see you there, too. Have a great 4th of July. Have a great grill out tonight. Please stay safe uh, wherever you're celebrating 4th of July tonight so you can make Lockdown Bearcats your first listen tomorrow when we give our five bold predictions on the linebackers heading into the 2022 season. Until then, or until then, for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. And I will talk to you, have a great 4th of July, and I will talk to you tomorrow.